This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Now we have our next guest in the studio with us. We've got uh, John Meadle, who is a sculptor, who is here to talk, uh, talk about his work at the moment, which is actually a new exhibition, McClellan uh, Gallery. Look at him; he's got <laughs> all the big gallery behind him. Well, welcome to the show, uh, show John. Sorry, it's John Mead as well. I, and I slight typo. I, I did. Sorry, John. Now, John, just before we start off about the current exhibition, let's mm-hmm. get a little bit of background on you. I know you've probably been through this with us a few times, but just for some of the listeners who might have not heard the last time, how did you get started in the arts, basically? And, and you know, what, what have you been? What have you uh, been doing up till now? Well, I went to art school. Um, I sort of, I didn't go, you know, straight from high school to art school. I, um, I came in at around 35 and um, decided to do art. Um, and and is, that, is that something that you've had a love of even before you actually went to art school? Or is that some, was no. there something that happened at that point in time and you suddenly thought, I'm going to go to art school? Uh, <laughs> look, of course I did, you know. I spent quite a bit of time, you know, particularly in my 20s, around artists and um, I ended up in, in my early 30s living with um, a couple of artists in the Northern Rivers. Mm. But, were, but, but weren't you making mobiles? I know too much uh, about you. I know too much about you. I wonder why. Look, I had busy hands as a kid and I was making things and I sort of knew that um, – I enjoyed making things, but I didn't really think about it as art. But when I lived with a couple of people who were actually studying art, um, I was in my early 30s then, uh, near Byron Bay, and um, they were treating me like a sculptor. I know that sounds weird, (laughs) but um, they were sort of bringing me home books and things like that. And then I went travelling, and I I spent the whole of the next three months of travelling Europe in museums, and I realised that something was happening mm. now now you went and studied uh and then you know by the time you'd finished um your you know studying you were doing uh, group exhibitions and people were noticing and you got a reputation didn't you yeah i i i got noticed quite early but i didn't finish studying until about um 2017 i just kept studying more and more and yeah, more and yeah. more but yeah in, for my undergrad i i um i got sort of noticed quite early i think i was quite provocative i don't i don't think i realized how provocative i was and in a way how courageous i was as well mm. um and but then then all of a sudden you went off and lectured for a long time yeah i went into lecturing Probably just after, you know, just after my honours. So, you know, most of that time was um, 25 years I, I, I lectured. Most of the time it was sessional. The mm. last few years it was, you know, contract half time. So yeah. I always had a practice, you know, the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and for a lot of people that um, have ever been down the Peninsula Freeway would have seen a piece of yours that um, has only just come down. Um, what, what was it called? It's called Love Flower. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was so prominent and stood out so, so well, didn't it? You must have been I pretty I think it really excited. worked. It really worked. It was at the Cranbourne Road um, off-ramp um, on the Peninsuling Freeway. I think it really worked in the space. It lit up at night. It was what, sort of- what was it? What was the flower? 
It was based on a dried agapanthus arrangement by an Ikebana practitioner that I found on the internet called Emily Karen Nicolopoulos. Right. And I, I got in, in touch with her and said, look, you know, I think your work's great. She said, come out and have a look at what I do at home. And uh, it sort of went from there. Yeah. And where is that piece now? Well, the slab has been laid. It's uh, been, uh, it's going to be permanently located at McClelland. And in a way, the exhibition that's currently, that's just opened a week ago at McClelland, uh, is, was to go, coincide with the yep. relocation of yep. the La Flower sculpture. And, and how important, uh, John, is that? You know, that one, one, it was on the freeway, and now it's going to be permanently at um, one of the most prestigious uh, outdoor gallery, um, uh, you know, like four sculptors in, in Melbourne. You know, like, you must be pretty pleased. Well, I'm surrounded by some of my heroes. I mean, when I, in, when I was doing my undergrad at art school at BCA, I was a real fan of Inga King. When, you know, she, it was not, modernism was not, you know, very popular, really. And I don't think at that point we really recognised how great our recent history was in terms of, you know, art in Australia. But Inga King, I was a real fan of. And um, so now I'm surrounded by, you know, oh, works by wow. Inga King and some of the best. And you know, it's not just one or two pieces that they've, they've shoved in a corner. Um, you know, how many galleries have you got? You've got three rooms, is that right? Oh, for the exhibition? Yeah. Yeah, I've got three rooms uh, for the exhibition, uh, which are all the exhibition spaces at McClelland. And, you know, it's not... It's not a it's not a huge exhibition, but it is a sort of it's a snapshot of um, some of the things I've made over yep. the last nearly three decades. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and you're quite quirky in a lot of the the things you make, aren't you? You know, like you, you're not your atypical sculptor, are you? Well, you know, when I started, I guess in the in the nineties, it was it was very much a sort of um, alpha male domain sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, in a way, I started sort of um, fluffing up the sort of um, you know that sort of the the thing of masculinity. So I started, I started emphasizing sensuality. I started emphasizing um, mixing up gender. You know, I would often call sculptors sculptures that I made by women's names, for example. Um, I I directly referred to you know some of the queer theorists from that time. So. I was trying to sort of, um, you know, I guess um, bring bring open up the whole space of um, sculpture and um, and sculpture in public space. Yeah. Mm. But there's some fluffy. They could look like wigs or whatever. You know, like you, yeah. That you know, it's and you think that's taking sculpture to another level. Yeah, they're the Pushel Hockers from I think they were 2018, uh, which was a, a two-part two-man show I did with um, uh, Brent Harris at Neon Park in town, and they're in this exhibition. They've got their own room. Um, they are very pretty. There's there are all sorts of fluffy mob heads and. I sort of see them as, and I use one of those, a detail, like one of those um, fluffy mob heads um, as the sort of signature image for the um, exhibition yeah. because I see it as um, a subject. You know, I see it as me because the, the exhibition is called John Mead. It's personal. <laughs> and uh, there's this image of a fluffy head. 
uh, which is actually Mongolian, uh, green Mongolian um, goat skin. And um, I, but it's on these very long legs, these um, hairpin legs. And, um, well, all of them are. And I sort of see them as um, subjects in a way, but um, there is a sort of, there is a campness about them. Um, but a sort of a lovely sort of throwback to the 50s, I think, mm. which is, you know, the decade that I was born and, in. And so. John, sorry, with your pieces that you do, can I ask, because obviously sculpture, you know, is a range of things, but you're, you obviously make fairly large pieces of work. And is that, is that something that you sort of, is there, I suppose a reason, I mean, do you, is that how you see, is that the way you want things represented? Or is it, the, is it suiting the, the, the situation. I mean, most of the time you're obviously doing things not, not knowing where it's going to end up. So, like, for example, why do you make a, a, a two-metre-tall sort of sculpture? Because is that the way that you've envisioned it in your mind as you're making it? Or, I know, I'm not sure I'm coming across to it's, you, but... Well... Or is it just I mean, it's a mix... Well, I mean, generally, uh, for the very large sculptures, mm. um, they will be through commission. Mm. So I, I am making them for the site. Oh, okay. <laughs> there, I mean, there are exceptions. I've got to work in the forecourt at Heidi Museum, um, uh, which is called Progeny, and it's, it's just in the forecourt near the entrance to the museum. And the, uh, we had a sense, my gallerist and I, Irene Sutton, uh, had a sense that um, the curator there might be interested in this work. So we, you know, put our money where our mouth is and uh, funded it ourselves, <laughs> showed it in another venue at um, Federation Square in a, 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 the Melbourne Prize, and then... Um, Heidi purchased it. So that was an example of, and it's quite rare in a way, that okay. um, that has been not necessarily um, made for that site. But in the background, it was always there in our but mind. The, the, Sorry, the, like, yeah. there are a lot that aren't all that big, so oh, you could have it in your that's home right. that, That's well. what I was going to ask you, whether the size, and maybe that's why I didn't express it, but was is size of the, of the piece part of the piece in a sense you know like i mean you, it does it show better because it's a certain size or or not really like you say it can be i tend to make things um for i tend to make things the size they are okay. i know that but, seems okay. no, weird but um no, 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 one of my sense. favorite ones that you you did that's part of this and it's a brand new one for the exhibition as well is it all that big so it would look pretty good in most people's homes. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I did an exhibition years ago called Objects Live By. It was a touring exhibition. Um, and I really love that I, that that concept that actually a lot of the things I make, I make to live mm. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah very, um, very much so. But that work, David, that you've just pointed out, it's called... Um, it's called <laughs> uh, what's it what's it called again? Round Oh Rondelet. Oh, oh Rondelet. Um Rondelet, it's yeah. called I changed that name about <laughs> ten times before settling on Rondelet. But um I actually at one point um we I submitted that to uh the Art Gallery of Western Australia who were doing something on their roof. Oh, I know. It was part of the art fair, Melbourne Art Fair. It was a complicated thing, but I didn't get that. But that would work, I think, large scale. So occasionally I do make things that I think do, would work large, mm. large scale. I, but, I would. But yeah. mostly I'm sort of I'm happy with the scale that I'm... And where, where's your practice? You know, where, where do you work out of? Which I've, I was down there the other week because I've just done an art hunter on you. 
um, and uh, which went to air last week on Channel 31. It's now on CTV+. Plus. Everybody tune in because it's very tune good. In. Uh, and um, uh, what, you're, you're in a, an amazing situation where you work from, aren't you? Yeah, the, bu- the building we're in, I'm in, a, I'm, I'm in Gasworks Arts Park Sculpture Studio and there are five of us in that studio. It's, you know, we open the doors out and we're in this in, sort of incredible setting. Dogs um, running everywhere. Dogs running everywhere. And I'm not a dog person, but... Apart from that, uh, it's 150 years old, that building, and yeah. it's really beautiful. And the people that I share with are quite incredible. I feel like I've um, just landed in a sweet spot with that location. Yeah. All right. So where is it again, this exhibition? Oh, the exhibition is at McClelland um, Gallery. Which and what's it called again? The exhibition is called John Mead. It's personal. It's per- I love that. And it's on now until... <laughs> it's on until the 17th of March. And when when does the flower go up in the... The flower will... Um, it'll start going up on Wednesday and Thursday and it will probably be completed next week Fantastic. before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, you, you've got to see... If you didn't see his love flower on the Peninsula um, Freeway, you've got to go and see it in, the, in this beautiful, beautiful area. Uh, outside park... And and galleries. Yeah, and it's a it's a really lovely setting for yep. this sculpture. John, always lovely to see you. Thank you, David. And we, now we have to look at him on television. How boring! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll be talking to John Meads, uh, who's got an exhibition at uh, at the McClellan Gallery, and uh, here on Joy ninety four point nine Sunday Arts Magazine. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation Joy. Help keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.